All right, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast for leaders who want to be better at leading in life and everywhere in between. My name is Travis Jones, and uh, I'm the host for this podcast, and uh, today's going to be a little bit more laid back than normal podcasts would be. Um, I am a little bit under the weather, but uh, show must go on, so uh, <clears throat> that's you'll hear me probably clear my throat a couple times, but um, and yes, yes, I am drinking tea, um, and I'm using my goldfish mug, mug, so you know, be a goldfish. Ted Lasso quote for you right there. I, I particularly don't care for tea that much, especially hot tea. I'm one of these guys that likes my, you know, coffee black and my tea in the harbor uh, because that's where it was intended. But nonetheless, I'm drinking a little bit now just to help, help out with uh, what's going on with that. So uh, at any rate, um, we're we're going to talk a little bit today about something that um, has been on my radar for a bit. And um, <clears throat> if you're a social media Person, I mean, if you've got a social media account and you consider yourself a leader, you're going to want to listen up to this because it's it's a pretty hot topic. Um, I like to I want to call this one, you know, let's talk about keyboard warriors for a second. Um, and and I want to set up the conversation just a little bit with uh, with regard to that that topic about uh, keyboard warriors. A, a couple of weeks ago, we had a really really <laughs> horrible cold snap. I mean, it was like seven degrees at my house, and I live in I live in North Georgia, right? So we don't get that weather weather uh, a lot but when we do it's bad and it was about seven degrees and um uh school was actually canceled the prior day uh because of the threat of you know icing and things like that and then the next day uh the school board the leadership decided that they were going to have school and um the social media conversation boards for my local area lit up lit up with people that were really just complaining about the leadership's decision um, to do that. Some, some of which were kind of civil, um, most, most of which were civil, but there were, there were a, a good many people, actually surprising amount of people that actually began to wish those who, on, who were in leadership on the school board, elected leadership on the school board, a harm as it related to this. Um, their kids were going to have to stand outside in the cold and things like that. And I, I, I read these and I, I, may, I posted a comment. I'm like, guys, it's just cold outside. You know, they make a jacket for that. And if the kid doesn't have a jacket, you know, and people were like, reach out. We'll make sure your kid gets a jacket, things like that. Um, but there's things you can do to, you know, circumvent that. But people were like, I hope their cars break down and they have to deal with the cold. Like my kid's going to have to deal with the cold and all this stuff like that. And and then, you know, <clears throat> the uh, worst thing happened, like some of the buses broke down, which did leave some of the kids outside for a little bit. And so, man, that just added fuel to the fire. Um, but one guy, uh, in my comment thread, uh, actually posted and tagged me on my comment about, it's just cold outside. Uh, he called me a dumbass, and I, I thought, well, there's a prime example of a keyboard warrior. Um, somebody who has, um, I would never say that to my face, but took the time using their, their keyboard to speak from the safety of their screen and actually, you know, call me, call me a name. And so I reported the person uh, to the to the uh, admin, and the, the comment was quickly removed. Now, I had the thought that maybe the comment was removed because they went and looked at my page, and a lot of times people will make, like, ugly comments on social media or tag me or something like that, and then they'll look at my page and see what I do for a living, and then they go, oh, I might not should do that. And I had the thought, well, maybe that happened, but I'm pretty sure it was just the admin that took it down. But um, <clears throat> after I reported got that guy, you know, it, 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 the conversation shifted, and like, but I noticed just a lot of that stuff that was happening, and really it bothered me. And so I, I kind of got to thinking about that, and got to thinking about 
really there's like three things that popped in my head. And, and the number one thing is that, you know, public civil conversations have all but died. They've all but died. Um, you know, I have, I, I limit my social media um, with, with what I actually have. Uh, there was a while ago I had Instagram, but I, <laughs> I felt, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit nudging me to just get rid of that. So I got rid of Instagram. Not that I had anything wrong with it. I just got rid of it. And, um, and I'm down to just like, I have Facebook, um, to engage people. And then I also have a, a Twitter. Um, <clears throat> and my friend group, I noticed like has kind of shifted and, and narrowed and I have fewer and fewer voices that are different than mine as a part of that, that friend group. So I got to looking and I noticed that Facebook had started to narrow that in and, you know, people would mute or they would block conversations or I might post something that they disagreed with and therefore they're muting me or taking me off the friend list. And then I'll get like friend requests from people that I was friends with. Uh, and by the way, friend, re- <laughs> friend requests on Facebook, you're, I mean, it's an acquaintance request, but nonetheless, it, it bothered me. And so I got to think that, you know, our public conversations, civil conversations, have all but died in the way we interact with one another. And as as a person who enjoys interacting with people, that was actually kind of sad to me. Um, it was really sad to me to watch all the keyboard warriors, you know, f- kind of, for lack of a better word, like spew over onto this message board about their their problems with the leadership there. But it, it's made me sad that the civil conversations have died. And they've probably died a long time ago. Like when I've I've been listening to some some other podcasts about the, the subject matter, and, you know, it, it has. It's... People are, they're no longer civil if they disagree with you on something. But um, that got me thinking. And, you know, I got to thinking about as, as a leader and a, and a person and in a position of leadership, what, what does that mean for me and how I engage and, and how we engage in the public forum when it comes to discussions and things like that? So I'm going to take a minute and drink a little bit of tea so my voice can keep going here. Um, and, and I kind of, there are two things that popped up with me. Um, really the first thing out of the, out of the, well, the second thing out of the three is that as a leader or anyone who leads others, you and I do not have the luxury of being keyboard warriors. We just don't, we don't. Um, I have my, my keyboard here, my little Bluetooth keyboard that I use when I'm doing these things. But, um, this, this is actually an extension of my mouth. I mean, in in all honesty, and that's the way I view uh, my keyboard, even on my phone, it's an extension of my mouth, what comes out of my mouth. Though I'm using my fingers to type type things, um, <clears throat> it's an extension of my mouth. And um, I'm a believer, and I read in Scripture, and specifically, you know, James 3.10 comes to my mind. It says, And so blessings and curses pour out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And I take that to heart, meaning that I really shouldn't be, um, if, if, if I... If I'm a leader and, and I believe God has placed me in a position of, uh, of authority and leadership, I, I, I don't have the luxury of, of curses coming out of my mouth or being derogatory or not engaging people properly <clears throat> because it's not right. I, blessings and curses should not come out of, the, <laughs> of our mouth as, as believers and as leaders or people in general, I would say. But civil disagreement ought to be our norm is my thought. Civil disagreement really ought to be our norm, but our norm has become attack and wound from the safety of our screens and keyboards. And uh, that can be challenging. That can be challenging as a leader because as as a leader and as a person that is in a position of leadership, uh, if you're listening to this and you have some kind of influence over someone else, you're leading someone else, it's challenging because you're still human at the same time. And, you know, if the the 
norm has become I'm going to seek to attack and wound, then wounded creatures tend to attack back fiercely. If you've ever seen an animal that's wounded, man, they lash out. So it's difficult because you're still human. But your job as a leader, I feel it ought to be to challenge, encourage, and lead. I mean, really, challenge, encourage, and lead. And <clears throat> when I say challenge, I mean, you know, if you if you have someone who is um, openly walking into a, like, you know, you can see like a train wreck before it happens, trains coming a mile away, or you're on social media and you have a relationship with somebody, or you don't, um, challenge. You should be able to challenge people in a very respectful and loving way. Um, and then encourage them. Encourage them to be better and, and, and don't, not acting like you've got it all together, but encouragement is part of the game and then leading them appropriately. The, the, the third of the three, the things that occurred to me, you know, I, I said as a leader, anyone, or as a leader of anyone, excuse me, or anyone who leads others, we don't have the luxury of, of being a keyboard warrior. The third thing is that the trenches are a great place for leaders to be. And I consider most social media platforms of conversation um, places trenches. That's where real things are happening. Um, it's virtual, but real real people are exposing and showing who, who they are, how they are, and how they operate. And <clears throat> I'd say the trenches are a great place for leaders to be and to lead from um, and to challenge, to encourage, and, and to lead. But the deal about the trench is that it's a great place to lead, but the muck of the trench should never dictate your response. Um, I love watching... World War Two movies, things like that. World War One, and the whole trench warfare—it was a pretty horrible place. It was a pretty horrible place to fight from. It was a pretty horrible place for some of these soldiers to live from, full of muck, decay, and death. And but the best place for the leaders to be, that put them in a place of respect with those they led, was in the trench with them. But I noticed something in most of those those movies, and you know, when you talk to someone that's been in a trench before. They'll tell you that you can't let the trench dictate your response. You can't let the muck and the muck and the nastiness di- dictate your response in those moments. Um, <clears throat> as a leader, you lead by example. Um, there are times on social media <laughs> where my humanity, when someone will attack and seek to wound, like when that guy's co- when that guy commented, and you know I didn't say anything other than it's just cold outside, and and, and kind of called me a derogatory name, man. I, as a human, I wanted to, I mean, I fully am. I really did, but the the Holy Spirit inside me checked me and was like, no, it's not something you need. You're going to lead by example in this. And and like I said, I have my moments and you have your moments too. Um, I've even thought from time to time when I've had to deal with something like, like that where somebody on social media is being, you know, derogatory or um, just downright ugly. I've had the thought, it's so unfair that I can't engage the, this person the way I want to. I mean, I, I, this is so unfair because I know I know me, and I know the damage I can do. That's 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 the that's the human side of me. I, I, I it's unfair that I, I can't engage them, um, and and so I, I I've thought that, but anytime I engage with anyone publicly and privately, I'm I have to remind myself that I'm being watched. Um, and with that said, I'm gonna take another little sip of of tea because um, <laughs> I can hear my my voice starting to go. But I'll say I've been I'm being watched. And by the way, the tea I'm drinking, I don't know. It's uh some kind of chai tea. <laughs> my wife's the tea drinker, like I said. Coffee black tea in the harbor. That's my my thought. Um But again, I have to remind myself that I'm being watched. 
And so are you. You're being watched too as a leader. Um, I always try to engage when I'm engaging in public from a place of consistency with who I am, who I know I am, real deep down inside, and who I've said I am publicly, so that there's consistency there. Um, one of the worst things I've seen happen with leaders is they'll engage publicly, and <laughs> when they engage publicly, it'll be inconsistent with who they've said they are and who they're living out that way in public. Um, and, you know, you can do a quick social media search, like like on Facebook, like immediately when this, this guy um, put that comment on there, I immediately clicked on who he was to see, to see if that was consistent with who he was or if he's just having a bad day, right? And so, you know, the social media lookup is there. And so I've seen leaders do this. <clears throat> and as leaders, we lose influence when we act inconsistent with who we really are. Um, and once we've lost that influence, we lose trust. And it takes a long time to rebuild trust with people. Uh, you can look at examples of leaders in, in ministries and businesses that have had moral failures <clears throat> that were inconsistent with who they were uh, and who they are and who they said they were. And, and you can see in the public arena how that does damage to them and how that does damage to those who are listening and, and following their leadership. And it takes so long for them to recover from that. And sometimes they don't. I, I know of one instance where a, a pastor had a, a moral failure and in that moral failure, he he admitted he was humble, and um, <clears throat> he he offered uh, himself over for the disciplinary action of of their denomination in the moment. And the denomination put him on a three year cycle where they pulled him out of pastoral leadership and um, had him go to counseling, had him and his wife go to counseling because it involved a, a marital thing. And um, he went through that. He went through that restoration process because that's that that's the way it should work. Restoration because. We serve a God of restoration, and uh, he's back in the pulpit now, but this is actually longer than three years. It's probably six years uh, of a process, and he's now regained. And just so you know, the church that he led was huge. The ministry he, he led was huge, and uh, it all but fell apart when he uh, had that moral failure that was inconsistent with who he was. So um, a couple of things. Um, outside of that, about that trust thing, as, as people in positions of leadership, we have the obligation— to lead in a healthy way and to engage in a healthy way. Um, I would say to you and myself, do not shy away from that responsibility. When you see engagement happening that's toxic on social media, whether someone, whether you have positional authority or given authority with them or not, as a leader, you have a responsibility. Engage. Engage. And at the end here, I'm going to give you a quote that I believe will help you in your engagement. But, but don't, don't shy away from that responsibility. Also, I would say, don't be afraid of the conversation. Conversations, don't, don't be afraid of conversations. Conversations can be tough, and they can they can cause you uh, to feel feel odd inside or awkward inside. But don't be afraid of those conversations. And then, don't be afraid of potential conflict. I mean, just don't be. Conflicts all around us, and we have to engage. Um, <clears throat> my staff at the church I serve, um, <laughs> they kind of make fun of me a lot because, uh, and I'm okay with it because it's true. But they know that I do not shy away from conflict. I, I'm not someone that seeks it out, but I'm not someone that runs from it in any way, shape, or form. I'll step right into it because and that's part of, I guess, the way I'm wired. But um, don't be afraid of that potential conflict. It's going to be there regardless. And as a leader, you have an obligation to engage in that and not fear that. Um, we, need to, we, we need to address people and other leaders who are inconsistent and who do things in an unhealthy way on in public forums um, in a healthy way, not the way of the keyboard warrior. 
as I, I put it. So um, with all that said, you know, <clears throat> I want to close today's podcast with two really awesome quotes. And they're both from um, strong female leaders. And I love both of them. And I think the, the two can be, pe- can be pieced together. Um, and the first one was Ros- Rosalind Carter. Um, and both, actually, both of these are first ladies, former first ladies of the uh, United States. But she said that a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go but ought to be. Now, that right there in itself, I could end with that, but the the last quote I want to end with that kind of goes with that is a one from Eleanor Roosevelt, and she said, handle, your, handle yourself. To handle yourself, use your head. But to handle others, use your heart. And as leaders, handling ourselves in the in the in the scope of the keyboard warrior kind of uh, society that we live in requires us to use our head, but the way we interact and handle others requires us to use our heart. So um, I think we're going to call it there. Uh, and I just you know, if you got some comments about about this, I'd love to hear them. Um, I think it's a, a topic that people tend to shy away from. I don't think we should, uh, but people do. Um, but again, love your comments. If you'd like to hear a particular topic dis- <clears throat> discussed. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do the next one when I don't have something going on. <laughs> but um, uh, reach out, reach out. You can you can check us out uh, on our our uh, excuse me our YouTube page. We also have um, I have a Patreon. You can go there for the conversation, and um, you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook. And feel free to check me out. I should be pretty consistent. Although you will quickly notice that I'm a bit of a nerd, sci-fi fan. So um, if that if that doesn't speak to you, uh, sorry, <laughs> but that's who I am. Um, but anyway. Uh, all that said, uh, the next podcast, it'll, you know, be a lot later this month. And I've had, I've had, um, some people give me some thoughts about, you know, the last one I did, um, and actually breaking down the areas of positional leadership with authenticity, doing a whole podcast on that. So we may do that. So we'll, we'll find, we'll find out as we go. So, but anyway, with all that said, this has been live lead and in between, I would encourage you to lead well and enjoy life. Thank you.